Buy gold and silver with ITM Trading. Use the link below to schedule your free strategy call. Just about every Ponzi scheme in history, everyone was really happy right before they lost all their money. And that's because the more they paint the picture of false gains and happy days, the more people continue to invest more money. Then, right when everyone is singing with glee, that's when they take all the money and flee. There's a term, sheeple, which applies to everyone who blindly goes along with the masses without asking any questions. It's my job to help as many people as possible step out of that line and learn the truth about what's happening in our economy, our society, everything. There's plenty of signs if you're looking anywhere but mainstream media. From FedNow creating the fragility of instant bank runs to multiple insiders predicting and preparing for the collapse. These are your signs coming up. I'm Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst here at ITM Trading, a full-service physical gold and silver dealer specializing in custom strategies. And you know what? Once you really know the truth and you have your strategy in place, one thing I have just learned over and over again in all the years that I've been doing this, formulas are so much smarter than I am. And this is your opportunity. If you see the patterns and you recognize these repeatable patterns, you can know the truth. Even if you don't know the details, I don't know that that's really all that relevant, but you got to know the truth. So you make choices that support your best interest because they're cheerleaders to keep you in the system. Look at this. The bear market has nearly been erased fewer than 20 months after it began. Whoop-de-doo. Really? Tell me really what's gotten better. Nothing. In fact, a lot of things have gotten a whole lot worse. Don't worry because key U.S. inflation and wage measures cool and boost for a soft landing. So aren't we hearing all the time now? Well, you know, there might just not be a recession, even though all the technicals are saying there's going to be a recession. Yeah, maybe it'll be a soft landing, which means nobody will notice. Well, hey, look, I can't control these things, but I can tell you personally, it's a lot of hooey. And the longer they manage to somehow miraculously postpone the inevitable, the worse that an inevitable collapse will be. And really, I've got to tell you, I don't want you to be stuck in a paradigm that does not serve you well. And so I want you to really ask yourself, do you believe these guys? Because I know better. I don't believe them. But hey, traders, because that's what it's all about. Everything has been turned into a commodity. Traders are risking it all on bets that the market boom will last. But for how long? For a day, a week, a month? Do I think that it's possible that all of a sudden we could wake up tomorrow morning at 8.35 and the system could collapse? Well, weren't you there in 2008? Because we had all the signs leading up to something very nasty was coming. But most people absolutely ignored them until that September 2008 when Lehman collapsed. They saw nothing, even though we saw the signs coming up to it. 
Traders are just about short-term profit. They're not investors and they don't give a crap about you or me. A steady expansion of speculative spirits has pushed equity positioning to the highest level since January 2022. And it was already at nosebleed levels then with all that massive amount of free money that the central bank pushed into the system. And so what are they doing? They're allowing themselves to be more vulnerable. I don't want you to be vulnerable. They are being vulnerable. Less demand for tech stock hedges because after all, these markets are never going to go away. They're never going to go down except We've watched this really. It peaked in 2017, demand for hedges, and it's been declining ever since. Lower and lower highs tells you the direction it's going in. At the same time, a wide array of hedging metrics is showing low demand for downside protection. Vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable. Who's going to bail out these guys? You and me, the taxpayer, because what choice do we have if our government chooses to do it just like they did at SVB Bank, the banking crisis that happened in March? And because everything is so fabulous, and of course, all the banks passed their stress test, Morgan Stanley sells $6.75 billion of debt amid bond rush. And so does J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo. I mean, hey, look. Let's get this in while the getting is good. You look at the interest rates, but, you know, don't you have to stop and kind of ask yourself the question that why are they issuing all these debts with all of this high interest rate unless they think interest rates are going up higher? Why not tap the debt markets now? If this week's bank deals are any indication, investors are hungry for more financial issuance. Morgan Stanley raked up $29 billion in orders for the high-grade deal, according to Bloomberg's blah, blah. Meanwhile, J.P. Morgan's bond offering on money Monday saw a peak book of $17 billion, and Wells Fargo on Tuesday saw demand of more than $21 billion. Goldman Sachs Group, Citic Group, Inc., and Bank of America may still add to the bond issuance spree. Happy days are here again. Everybody wants these bonds. But again, I'm thinking they're only issuing bonds at this level of interest because number one, they can because they're buyers. They want to get you while you got the money. And number two, they must think interest rates are going up or why wouldn't they do the opposite and wait until lower interest rates to issue this, these bonds. Just think about that. But what's really happening? What is it that you're not really seeing? Because, of course, you know, one of the things I always thought was so interesting when I would read a paper, there would be a story on the front page, and then there'd be a story buried way back on the 15th page that totally goes with that story in the front, but nobody sees it. And this is that kind of thing. Selling debt as deposits leave. So what is that? Hundreds, millions, billions, trillions? Really? Oh, no. Hundreds, thousands, millions, billions. Thank you. So 78 billion exits the U.S. banking system in one week. So they're selling this debt to replace the deposits that are leaving the system. And the deposits are the cheapest source of bank funding. 
So they went from cheaper sources to more expensive sources. Think about this. But can you also see the fragility in the banking system? Because, I mean, is this the start of a run? And with the Fed now and that instant ability to pull your money out? I mean, you saw the problems that were created in March when there was a run on those banks. Well, with the issuance of Fed now, that's become that means that the banks are even more fragile to those bank runs. So what are they going to do? Stop you from demanding your money? Well, they can, because if you don't hold it, you don't own it. And everything is so good, just as the student loans, millions of people are going to have to start paying their student loans again. I think that goes into effect in October. But Americans prepare for tighter budgets as student loan payments resume. Yeah, well, they've had three years to get used to spending all of that money. And even as they've been spending all of that money and taking on more debt, household debt is now near $17 trillion. A lot of that is mortgage debt, much higher than it was in 2008, 2007. And the rest of it is non-housing debt. So credit cards, student loans, any car loans, any other kind of debt. Much, much higher than where we were in 2008. Why? Because of all of this QE. Because there's a lot more money in circulation. Easy credit. That makes everything look hunky-dory. But at some point, you got to pay the, the piper. Analysts at Wall Street banks project the restart will further crimp consumer spending, which is already showing signs of stalling, but not enough to tip the economy into recession. So let's think about this. Wall Street banks project the restart will further crimp consumer spending, which is already showing signs of stalling. So are happy days really here again? And if you listen to the news you know what we're hearing from JetBlue, Carnival Cruise Lines, even BMW, even Uber, that for the first time actually made profits on this quarter, is that everything is slowing down. Now, if everything is slowing down and there's all of this debt, it makes it much, much harder to pay that debt. But don't worry about it, because here's the other piece. When there was all of that money printing, all of that stimulus, whether it was by removing the need to pay your student loans for a while or whatever other pauses, all of that free money that was given to them, well, a lot of people paid down their debt and boosted their credit scores. But guess what? That is changing. A bevy of U.S. consumers who saw their credit scores boosted by government stimulus and a pause on student loan payments during the pandemic are now seeing those scores slide back into subprime territory. Well, this is what that looks like. Rising write-offs in JP Morgan, Citigroup. Okay, so this was the old. This was Q2 2022. Not much in write-offs. Look at how much it's jumped in Q2 2023. JP Morgan, Citigroup, Bank of America. Synchrony, which they changed the name because they didn't really want you to know who they were associated with during the crisis, the financial crisis. Remember that. Hmm. And Wells Fargo. So here's the other problem with that. Uh, this debt, most of it anyway, 
has been converted into financial products and they've been sold to you. So if their credit scores were better when they went into these financial products that you bought and now that's reversing, what does that do for those products? Makes them worth a whole lot less and makes you a whole lot more vulnerable and you don't even realize it because it's not something that you see or realize. But it's the way Wall Street transfers wealth and risk. It's the way that banks transfer risk. Okay, let's issue this debt. Let's put it in a pretty package. Let's sell it. Boy, they're making money this side. They're making money that side. And who's paying for that risk? You are. And who's being vulnerable to that risk? You are. They're not. It's off their books. And in fact, things are going so well that 576 American banks are overexposed to commercial real estate loans as delinquencies rise. Really? Yeah. Really, these are commercial real estate composition and delinquencies. And bottom line is, this is the non-owner occupied non-residential property loans. So the commercial loans that they're leasing out. And look at this increase. Growing pretty rapidly. The, dis- the delinquency rate on non-owner occupied non-residential property loans has increased for the past Three quarters, with the 24 basis point rise in the latest quarter being the largest sequentially since the 20 basis point rise in the fourth quarter of 2020. What was happening in the fourth quarter of 2020? Oh, yeah. Oh, the pandemic. So supposedly everything is hunky-dory, and yet we're seeing, we're seeing delinquency rates at the same rate as during a global flipping pandemic. Do you feel like everything is hunky-dory? Because I do not. But hey, the stock market's going up. And most people, all they do is they open up their statements, their 401k, their IRA, their brokerage statements. And as long as everything looks okay, they pay no more attention. So all of these things are happening and more. If this is what's happening on the surface, because what's happened to all those CRE loans, those commercial real estate loans, those two have been put into packages and sold. And I've shown you before where, hey, you want distribution? You want to get your money back? Boom. Nope. Can't have it. What are you going to do? Who are you going to call? Did you read your prospectus, which is your contract? Because you didn't write it. They wrote it. And whose benefit do you think they wrote it in? Now, billionaire Sterlick, see category five hurricane spurred by Fed rate hikes. This was just, and he's part of Starwood. He's the Starwood chairman. And they are uh, all about real estate. So this just came out July 20th, a few days, you know, not that long ago. When everybody's saying everything is hunky-dory and stock markets are flying, and gold's getting, spot gold is getting whacked. I mean, I think it's really interesting that he's saying, prepare for a category five hurricane. The real estate complex, we don't explode overnight. We explode in a series of explosions over the next year and a half as loans mature and people can't pay them off or choose not to pay them off. Starwood has walked away from lots of deals So, and that means that the banks are left holding the bag and the investors are left holding the bag. 
Do you want to be left holding the bag? Do you have any REITs? You might want to check those out. And if you have the ability to liquidate, you do what you're comfortable with. But I wouldn't be holding any of that garbage because I've shown you before where they just said, nope, can't have your money. And then the deep recession. Yes, the longer they postpone this, the worse it's going to be. A deep recession? Oh, I don't know. How about a hyperinflationary depression? Because that's really what we're headed toward. And that will force a full percentage point Fed cut. And this is from Double Line. So, you know, again, billionaires, these are insiders. And they're saying category five hurricane, deep recession. You got to decide who you believe. But do we have any rose colored glasses? Do you have rose colored glasses? I suggest you remove them. You could see 400 to 500 or 500 banks that could fail, he said, and they will have to sell. It will also be a great opportunity. Absolutely. If you are in the right place at the right time with the right asset, it will be a fabulous opportunity. But if four or 500 banks fail and they only have not even 24 billion in their diff fund, to support the DIF deposit insurance fund? Do you see a problem? Because back in 2008, 9, 10, the FDIC said if even one more little bank, small bank fails, everybody's going to know that we don't have the money. How vulnerable are you to this? How vulnerable? Fed Chair Powell, we likely won't be cutting rates until next year. Well, the market has been saying, yeah, they're going to cut sooner. That's why it's flying, because they don't believe the Fed anymore. And with everything that's been going on with the Bank of Japan and the Fed and the ECB, no more forward guidance. The markets don't believe them. They gave that away last summer, last a year ago in June. And what do we have? The gold price directionless, as Pal says, rate cuts are a couple years out because give me interest on something that has no value over utility that is used in every sector of the global economy. Certainly, I only care that gold doesn't pay me interest. Gold doesn't have to pay you interest. It's the safest thing that you can do. It's been safe for 6,000 years. And it's global and it's universal. And there's always demand. So garbage on this. When you look at the spot market, all you are looking at is a trading market. It's all you're looking at. Because Wall Street has turned everything into a trading commodity. Clearly, Wall Street is far more important than Main Street. If you didn't know before, didn't you just notice what happened in 2008? Didn't you notice what happened in March? Hello. Hello. But let's look at a little bit more of the truth. This. I know people will say, oh, but, you know, you only want to sell this and, oh, you're a gold broker, blah, blah, blah. The reality is, is I have been on all these different markets. So I understand the language of the markets and I understand the technical language of the markets. And what did my father always say? Do what I say, but not what I do. And what did I say back to him? Daddy, that makes no sense to me. 
So I watch the central banks and what they're doing because who knows more about money than they do? And they're buying gold hand over fist. Are they buying ETFs or digital gold or spot gold? No, they are not. They are buying physical gold. Now, they're not buying it in this form because they're central banks. So they're buying bullion. But what are the ones that rule the central banks? What are the one percenters do? They're looking at this. This is the ultra rarities. So key dates and ultra rarities. And look at this beautiful cup formation. And what happened when they broke out? New highs, new highs in collectible goals in the physical only market, because this is a true reflection of supply and demand. The other, the spot market, is simply a reflection of what the government and the central banks want you to believe. But it is a flippin' lie, 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 lie. I can't create more of these. Nobody can create more of these. But you can create as much spot gold that does not nor ever will exist as you want. This is showing you what's really happening in the gold market. Are you getting on board or are you going to believe their lies? That's entirely up to you because I personally believe that you should always do what the smartest guys on any given topics are doing for themselves. I'm buying collectibles. I don't buy bullion because I think we're going to see a confiscation, but that's up to you. I like it. What if I'm right? What if I'm wrong? If I do a collectible and it's so far below the true fundamental value, I'm getting all of this protection at a bargain basement price. And I hold it and I own it outright and they can't say no to me. Could they confiscate? Sure. Governments can do anything that they want and desperate governments do desperate things. And we've been witnessing around the world, though they'll call it, they'll call it a levy or they'll call it this or they'll call it that. They have been confiscating. And what do you think inflation is? Inflation is a massive confiscation and we just go along with it. No, we do this. We don't go along with it. So if you haven't yet done it, you need to start your gold and silver strategy. You need to click that Calendly link below and set up a time with an expert that can help you determine based upon your goals, your circumstances, your needs, what kind of gold and what kind of silver, because there are different kinds depending upon what you're trying to accomplish. Put your goals first. Then you do everything to support those goals. And it's not just gold and silver. It's it's food, water, energy, security, barterability, wealth preservation, community, and shelter. Because we need everything to be as independent, independent, and self-sufficient as possible. So subscribe to our Beyond Gold and Silver channel and join our Thrivers community. But just remember, we have to do this if we are going to survive this mess intact. And dare I say it, even be in a better position at the end of this than we are in the beginning. So if you like this, please give us a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe, leave a comment and share, 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 share. Because ignorance does not make you immune. It just leaves you vulnerable. And until next we meet, these, my friend, gold, physical gold, physical silver 
in your possession, this is what the Wealth Shield is made up of. And until next we meet, please be safe out there. Bye-bye.